1: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and
1: 1080, The Fan. We get it.
0: On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight, obviously Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvath's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find podcasts. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having
0: me. Well, it's just going to be just me again because we are spending our last day in uh, the broom closet until our illustrious studio is opened up and Dusty is still... Uh, back home doing the recovery stuff that is necessary in this lovely, lovely COVID world. But he did give me a whole host of questions. So I'm going to open them with one of his. Uh, Dallas has covered six of the last seven. They're minus three at Green Bay. What am I missing? That number seems low.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does, right? Um, and I mean, they're they're playing great football right now, right? Um, wait, are you talking about Dallas and Green Bay for next week? <laughs> That's what he has for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's looking at the look ahead because Green Bay this week gets uh, Detroit. So Detroit at home, four point dogs. And this has been bouncing around a little bit. You know, it was three, three and a half. Now we're looking at some fours and a lot of money actually coming in on the Detroit lions here in this spot. Now Green Bay does get Dallas next week. So maybe he's uh, looking ahead to that one. Probably scored too far ahead. That one. yeah I want to see I want to see what we get this week with Green Bay because man I mean Sunday night they were one of my favorite bets against Buffalo just because for the first time ever we were getting Aaron Rodgers as a double-digit underdog but here in this spot man I just don't know what to do with Green Bay right now right because they're all beat up in that wide receiver room which Mm -hmm. wasn't very good to start with they're going to most likely once again be without Alan Lazard here in this game Sammy Watkins he's not a number one wide receiver in the year 2022 and then green bay you know one of the worst teams against the run And you look at what detroit likes to do they like to run the football they got swift back last week jamal williams has been a solid back so i don't think i could do it with green bay this week i also don't think i could do it with detroit because they're also a dumpster fire only one win right now i just i don't know if dan campbell's that guy and then if you look what detroit needs they need the quarterback of the future and this is the year where if you need a quarterback, you want to be picking top five, top seven, Mm -hmm. because you're going to have C.J. Stroud. You're going to have Bryce Young out of Alabama. Hendon Hooker, who's probably going to win the Heisman this year out of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And then some guys, I don't know if they're going to be any good, but they're top prospects like Will Levin. So this is a stay away for me. If I had to bet one of the sides, I would probably take Detroit, anything over three and a half, anything over a field goal. They always play Green Bay tough.
0: It it is a divisional game that, you know, historically – Rodgers has destroyed everybody, since the Vikings recently. Uh, I, I'm going to stay away from anything and everything Green Bay related, but yeah. one thing that I am very much raising both eyebrows at we have three double digit dogs this week. How, when was the last time we, we had that happen like this?
1: I know. I know. And, you know, you, you never see this really in the NFL. You see this in college football, mm-hmm. obviously, because even these games that we look forward to watching usually end up being blowouts, but in the NFL, especially now, I, I keep joking and comparing it to the NBA, not only because like yesterday the trade deadline was crazier than it's ever been, mm-hmm. but in the NBA, I've always said you want to be down 10, 15 points at the half because every team always makes a run. And in the fourth quarter, you know, it's coming down to a final shot. And I feel like every Sunday when I'm sitting back watching the red zone channel, all of these games, you know, come down to the witching hour. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to see so many double-digit dogs this weekend. And that being said, you know, even though we have some really ugly, like, like for example, we get the Titans, and I think Ryan Tannehill is most likely going to be back. But I don't really want to fade the Kansas City Chiefs at home at Arrowhead right now. And then the other double-digit dog is the New York Jets, who have played really good football so far this season. They're at home. But they're going against the Buffalo Bills, who right now just look like a juggernaut. And then the other thing with the Jets is they lost Brees Hall. Yeah. So they made that trade for James Robinson. He's just a completely different back. I like James Robinson. But Brees Hall was most likely going to be the rookie of the year. He was so explosive. He was the home run hitter. Now without him, if you go back, you watch that game for the Jets last week, you're able, and I know that was the Patriots, but you're able to just put pressure on Zach Wilson. He's one of the most sensitive quarterbacks in the league when it comes to (laughs) pressure and he was making some brutal decisions for some reason he thinks he's like this gunslinger that he's not so I would actually probably stay away from the Jets even though they're at home and they're double digit dogs. and maybe look at the bills you know the Bills. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen was pissed after that Sunday night football game even though they won by 10 points against Green Bay he called it sloppy so I can see them coming out and wanting to put together a full four quarters here the the
0: other double digit game here Eagles are a minus 14, a full two touchdown favorite, which is such a, to see a 14 point spread in the NFL to me, it just makes my eye twitch to the point of not comprehending. Are the Eagles that good offensively to cover a two touchdown spread, even against a very dysfunctional and I don't even know what to call them version of a football team in Houston.
1: Right. I know. And, Here's another one where I would actually play the favorite, even though it's a double-digit favorite. Like, if I had to play one double-digit dog, I know I just got done trashing Zach Wilson, (laughs) it would probably be the Jets at home because at least they show signs of being a real football team, Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, Houston, I don't know what they're trying to do. They hired Lovey Smith, which means they're probably trying to, you know, kind of just, like, lose football games but also stay competitive. Obviously, they need to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback position because I don't know if Davis Mills is their guy. Moving forward, especially if they're gonna be one of the worst teams in the league, they're probably gonna to try to draft a quarterback with the Eagles though right now. They're so good on both sides of the ball. Made the mistake of betting against them a couple weeks ago. I'll probably not do it the rest of the season, even though you know grabbing double digits with a Houston team at home is tempting because again, they play competitive football, but with the Eagles, man, they could beat you any way that they wanna beat you. They are they could be the number one rushing offense in the league if they still wanted, with Miles Sanders and with Jalen Hurts playing on another level right now. But A.J. Brown was the pickup of the offseason. I still can't believe that they were able to complete that trade. He's not human. I mean, those three touchdown Mm -hmm. catches he had last week, I think there's only, like, two other people on this planet that can make those grabs, one of them being maybe Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. So right now, I'm not betting against the Eagles. And then they just got even better. Like, look what they did to the defensive side of the ball. (laughs) That pass rush is so scary. They're good against the run, and the Texans are so bad. There will probably be an opportunity to fade the Eagles, but I don't suggest doing it this weekend with this Texans team.
0: I mean, there's always a time to uh, fade any team, but I don't think the Texans are the one you definitely take in that that matchup really ever. Uh, Let's go ahead and pivot to college football. The college football uh, playoff uh, rankings were just announced, and while I don't think they're going to be a player in it, Oregon State is a a four-and-a-half-point dog on the road at UW. They're going to be playing what in what is called an atmospheric river. Are you looking at either Oregon State or Washington? Uh, obviously, Washington, Washington is, the, is the home favorite. Or can the Beavs travel in uh, what is going to be a monsoon?
1: So I love this Beavs team, man. And anytime you're giving me anything over three and a half, and I know Washington got off to a really nice start to the season, which I did expect. Anytime you fire Jimmy Lake, who I wasn't very high on, you know Michael Penix was healthy to start of the year. They had one of the top passing offenses. He wasn't really turning the ball over. I just, I really like the Beavers in this spot on the road here. I just think they have the better overall defense. Uh, I think they're going to make it tough on the offense for Washington. They're only giving up 22 points per game and the 38th least amount of yards in the country. I think they're going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback in this game, and I also think that they're going to be pretty good against the run. I think they'll be able to clock the middle, and I think that they're going to I actually think they're going to win this game outright. So plus four, I was looking Mm. at the money line price right now. I'd say anything over plus 150 would be a good spot. I mean, right now we're trying to figure out the quarterback position. Is Chance Nolan going to play in this game? If he can't, you know, you look at it like Washington's given up the 77th most points in the country, 100th most passing yards. Problem is we don't know who's going to be behind center. As long as Oregon State doesn't turn the ball over four times or whatever it was like they did against USC, Mm. I think they could win this game. But I think Jessica's just grab the plus four, plus three and a half, put it in your back pocket. If you like him on the money line, maybe a sprinkle. I do think they're live to win this game.
0: There's a couple games here this weekend that are, are going to impact the college football playoff. Uh, Tennessee is an eight and a half point dog at Georgia. When was the last time the number one team was a touchdown plus dog on the road?
1: I would have to go back and check that. It's funny that you say that or that you asked that question because I just was talking about this on the show last night, you know, when the rankings came out and I never overreact to the rankings just because like, look look at this week, for example, everybody was freaking out and then you're going to get Tennessee, Georgia this weekend. Mm -hmm. So we're going to figure out who the best team in the country is very soon here. And I think it's, I think the market's telling you that they don't truly believe in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Also, You know, you go back, when's Georgia really been tested this season? They've had a couple close games, obviously, like a couple stinkers where they didn't show up, but in their bigger matchups, like to kick off the season against Oregon, we'll never forget that game because I bet Oregon plus 17 and a half, and I think that game was over midway through the first quarter. But I'm going to have to grab the points with Tennessee, and I know that that's what they're daring me to do here, just like they were daring me to do that against Alabama. And I got a kick out of it because we talked to all these guys in Las Vegas, and here's where, you know – College football, especially, there are so many games that sometimes the public is going to win. Sometimes the pros are going to win and the sports book's going to win. Ultimately, the sports book's usually going to win 98% of the time. And that's why, you know, Las Vegas is filled with castles and Mm -hmm. casinos and nice things. And people that are degenerate gamblers are broke. But, I mean, you know, the public wins every once in a while. And I keep hearing everybody that we have on our show say, yeah, you know, Tennessee, they're going to be a really popular underdog but they said the same thing against Alabama and they beat them outright I love this Tennessee team they do not give you time to breathe on the defensive side of the ball they run a play like every 18 seconds Hendon Hooker I think right now is playing like the best quarterback in the country even though everybody continues to talk about CJ Stroud they're starting to get a little bit healthier I know that their secondary has some struggles I just I don't know if Stetson Bennett's going to be able to take advantage of of that, and I love their tight ends at Georgia, but it's going to be an interesting matchup. I had to grab the points with Tennessee. I think this is going to be a touchdown game. I do think Georgia wins, but I can see this being a field goal game.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually leaning towards Tennessee being an outright winner, which I I, I can't believe I'm actually saying I believe in Hendon Hooker that much right now. <laughs> the flip side of this is the the other SEC matchup is an LSU team that is six and 6-2 and somehow squeaked its way into a uh, a ranking that nobody really believes in, but they are a two-touchdown dog at home against Alabama. Um, which which SEC line are you more afraid of? Tennessee is a, ro- a touchdown road dog against Georgia, or LSU is a two-touchdown dog at home against Bama?
1: Great question, because I think one of the favorites is winning and covering outright. And I think one of the dogs is probably pulling off the outright upset. I just, LSU, to start the season, they were a disaster. Obviously, they lose the Florida State, but they probably actually should have won that game if they're able to make an extra point, at least goes into overtime. So I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I actively root against Brian Kelly. But the last couple of weeks, I've actually been rooting for LSU just because I wanted a better number here. Because on the preseason opener, we were looking at like 17, 17 and a half. Now LSU's won a couple games. They're nationally ranked. They've gotten a little bit healthier on the offensive side of the ball. Jaden Daniels has been looking a little bit better as well. So now that goes all the way down to 13. Anything under two touchdowns, I plan on playing Alabama, and I'm going to play Alabama. So I'll go with Tennessee as my dog, and I'm going to go with Alabama as my favorite. I actually think they're going to roll here. I don't know if it's going to be a complete blowout, but right now we're talking about this Alabama team maybe being a little overhyped. Maybe we don't think they're worthy of the college football playoff because of their loss to Tennessee. I know they've had some struggles on the offensive line. The defense was a little overhyped coming into the season. They don't have the problem with Alabama this year, man. They just don't have that Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. wide receiver on the outside. Their best pass catcher is probably Shamir Gibbs, and he's a running back. I do think they get themselves right, and I think we figure out, hey, LSU, nice little story here, year one for Brian Kelly, but... They're a little overrated. It's going to take him some time probably to make this a national championship contender, and that's what Bama still is. So I think Bama wins by 20 points here.
0: We'll get you out on, on a little pivot to the NBA with two weeks in. How many teams so far have you seen where you're questioning whether you made the right call or not on some futures with teams like the Spurs, the Jazz, the Blazers all getting out to uh, very good and, and, and or unexpected starts?
1: Yeah, you know, we talked about the Blazers' win total like two months ago when these Mm -hmm. dropped, and I said, play the over right now because Dame's going to be healthy. And if Dame's healthy, I think people – and, you know, we need Dame, unfortunately, to get healthy and to stay healthy throughout the season already. But I just – it's going to be a competitive basketball team. I thought that win total was way too short. So I feel great about the Blazers. I I didn't do anything with Utah just because if you look at the roster, there's a lot of veterans – that aren't going to tank like Mike Conley. Maybe he gets moved. I don't know. That's a pretty big contract. Like guys like that. Lowry, Mark Lowry marketing, you know, on a new team, those guys aren't just going to go out there and try to lose basketball games. They're not as young as a team like Oklahoma or Oklahoma city, the thunder, obviously. So I, I just stayed away from them, but that's been a nice little story. I don't know if it's sustainable. The team I was completely wrong about, man. And I know it's early on in the season, but the Philadelphia 76ers, when everybody has been on the, when everybody's been on the floor together, have not looked good. Like they've looked good without Embiid. The spacing looks better without Embiid on the mm-hmm. floor. And, and Harden's been a decent surprise, right? Like he looks like he's in good shape. I like Maxi, but they just don't look great right now. The team I was most right about, I would say is the Milwaukee Bucks, And they're mm-hmm. not even playing with Chris Middleton yet or Pat Connaughton yet. Giannis is the best player in the league right now. That's why I'm so sick of this Brooklyn drama with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Like just, if you want a good good story, pay attention to what you guys got going on, obviously, in Portland with the Blazers. I think they're going to be fun this year. Well, look at Milwaukee in the East. Giannis plays every single game in the regular season, like it's Game 7. I miss that. You know, I feel like it's like a throwback, like late 90s, early 2000s when guys played all 82 games. That's what I feel when I watch Giannis play basketball. So I'm rooting for the Bucks in the East.
0: You know, you bring up Giannis, and I have to, I have to kind of toot my own horn here. I need you to grade this little two-pick parlay. In July, I took uh, Giannis as MVP, uh, backed up with Tyrese Halliburton as most improved at plus 12,000.
1: See, I absolutely love that, and I love Halliburton. I definitely think that he's going to be live for that that award, Mm -hmm. and I think Giannis... Here's my only question. Here's the only thing that scares me a little bit. Obviously, you remember the 90s, man. Michael Jordan should have been the MVP every single year. Mm -hmm. But we would have the year where it'd be like, ah, the Utah Jazz won 52 games. Let's give it to Carl Malone, who averaged 25 this year and eight rebounds. I just worry about the voter fatigue. And that's the only thing with Giannis. Also, I feel like the national media always tries to downplay what Giannis is doing. Or they always try to, like, I I don't know what it is. I mean, you remember a couple months back, I don't remember even who it was. Max Kellerman, one of the first take guys. And they had a take that Giannis couldn't be the face of the NBA because he wasn't born in the United States. But yeah, like, the, the xenophobic I like, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel – exactly. But I feel like it's always like something. And people call him boring. You'll, you you know remember the James Harden <laughs> interview where he said anybody could just be seven foot and run and dunk? Yeah. I don't know, man. Giannis has a very unique skill set. And uh, I don't know that anybody could just run and dunk. So – I have to disagree with that. But that's a great parlay right there. The only thing I worry about, though, is the voter fatigue. You know, with yep. guys like him, Jokic, I worried a little bit that they were going to want to give it to Embiid because I thought he got, and got screwed last year. But right now, I mean, if I had to give it, I don't know, there's so many guys playing so damn good right now, but Giannis, Jason Tatum, they're playing out of their minds right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just doing that just because I know that half my bets this year or more will end up in the tank. So uh, I appreciate the, the little bolstering of my ego uh, and your time here, man. We really appreciate you.
1: Hey! Thanks so much for having me.
0: Hey! Anytime. That was the host of Bet MGM tonight and honesty Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by Bet MGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app.
1: Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is god Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And